I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and deep dive into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because everything starts with you. Hello and welcome to the Brand Therapist Podcast. I am so, so excited about my guest today, Sharon Morton. But before we start getting into questions, I'm going to read her bio. So Sharon Morton is an executive producer and on-air host with Sirius XM Radio. Sharon is also a member of Women Elevating Women, which I am part of too, an organization offering powerful networking opportunities with broad cross-section of women entrepreneurs and executives, plus training in guidance laser focused on business success. Sharon's beliefs are commitment to women also prompt her to start her Black Door Society in 2021, an organization devoted to creating high net worth opportunities, wealth, and legacy for women. For many years, she has been a regular guest and commentator on ABC News affiliate TV show in Washington, D.C., where she offered her views on local, national, and international news for 14 years. Among her many awards, she's been selected for Maryland's Top 100 Women in 2022 by the Daily Record newspaper. She was also selected in 2022 by Core Magazine as one of the America's Top 100 Blacks in America. And as a businesswoman, she is the CEO of Morton Media, a media coaching and public relations firm that helps businesses build their brand by placing them on TV and radio. Formerly an adjunct college professor, we're going to have to talk about that. She's taught English for 16 years. She is a wife, a mother for two adult daughters, and a 32-year-old member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, Inc. So you can visit her at SharonMorton.com. So welcome, welcome. I am so excited to have you. But first of all, tell me a little bit of what you do. Tell the audience what you're doing today. I think you covered everything. You read a wonderful bio (laughs) um, that talks about some of the many things that I do. I think you know that as women, we pretty much do it all. And so my main focus is my SiriusXM radio show where I have almost a million listeners nationwide. I've been working on Sirius as a producer and host for the past eight years. So that's really exciting. It took me quite some time to build my following, but I'm just appreciative of the opportunity. And then, of course, my bread and butter as well is my company, Morton Media. So I have clients that I coach. I teach them how to be on television and radio, you know, what to say, how to say it, how to look, et cetera. And I do a lot of speaking as well. So I'm pretty busy. (laughs) Yes, you are. And I love that because obviously you're an expert at this much more than I am. Oh, I um, (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, we'll continue because there's a few things more I want to ask you. 
Now, I always tell my guests that this wouldn't be called the Brand Therapist Podcast if we didn't talk a little bit about childhood. So I want you to tell me a childhood story that kind of connects to what you do today. Well, I'm really, really fortunate in that I knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. So at the age of eight, nine, I knew that I wanted to be a broadcast journalist. And I used to run around the house as a child with a hairbrush interviewing family members. After a while, they'd they'd see me coming and they'd run in the other direction. But I just knew that's that was what I was born to do. And then shortly there, not shortly thereafter, but in high school, I became the newspaper editor of my high school newspaper and then went on to college and had a radio show and majored in broadcast journalism. So I'm doing what I've always wanted to do. Oh, how beautiful is that? It's so wonderful when we come into our purpose so early in life. I wasn't as lucky, but I commend you on having that understanding of your purpose so early. I also wanted to ask you, uh, you know, you did a quick quiz. Um, It was a two question quiz. And I wanted to talk a little bit about what your archetype is. And I'm going to read to you a few sentences because I want you to tell me if it was accurate after two questions. The archetype is caregiver. A caregiver sees the need in the world and is attracted to experiences that make them feel needed and appreciated. The motivation is family. The need is to support others. And the fear is lack of understanding. The behaviors is cares about working closely with others, draw sincere concern about people's well-being and personal development. How does that sound? It was right on point. I'm definitely a caregiver. (laughs) All of my friends and my family say the same thing. I am always trying to support people, help people. It was just right on target. And it was amazing how just answering a couple of questions could determine what my archetype is. And at first, I was a little bit skeptical. But once it said I was a caregiver, I was like, oh, wow. okay, yeah, right on point. (laughs) Yeah, there's five value words that I love you to tell me the definition of. Okay, so I'm going to go through them. And you're just going to give them your personal definition. So the first one is helpful. Coming to someone's aid when you're most needed or when they most need you. Responsible. Just making certain that everyone's okay and has everything that they need. Empathetic. Understanding what someone is going through, because more than likely you've been through it as well. Nurturing. The first thing that comes to mind is mother, because I'm a mother. (laughs) And even though my children are adults, I'm still nurturing them. I'm still helping them. I'm still, you know, wondering if they're okay. I just equate that with motherhood. And the last one is supportive. I think supportive, my definition would be to always be there with someone when they're going through something or when they're taking on a new endeavor, just be there for them. I love that because I don't know if you know this, but caregivers are incredible at servicing their clients. And I'm sure you probably had a lot of clients tell you, I love working with you. You're so amazing. You kind of know me, you take care of me. But the other thing where it's important for caregivers, and it sounds like you've kind of probably accomplished this part, is um, building boundaries, right? 
Right. It's really important. Yes, because then you may overwork yourself or overdo what you need to do. So that's one of the things, watch outs for caregivers. Let me add something to that really quickly, Yamilka. I still have that problem. I'm working on it. You know, I do a lot to help a lot of people and I do tire easily. Now that I'm getting older, I don't snap back like I used to. But one thing I do insist on is getting my rest. So I usually take one or two naps a day, <laughs> power naps. They may only be an, you know, a half hour to an hour, but it really helps me get through the day. And I've learned to say no more often. Although I do find that people try to make you feel guilty for saying no, but I am saying that more often now. That's great. That's going to be really important for you because then you're going to get very clear on how to move forward, especially as a caregiver. Because it's very easy to get sucked up with all these other things and all these other people that need you. And so to be very clear and conscious about where to put your focus and your energy is extremely important for caregivers. Now, it's important for everybody, but caregivers tend to be the ones that are always trying to do more than really they can take on. And so it's just really critical for that. So at that point, In that conversation, I wanted to ask you if you have a personal brand and if so, how would you define it? A personal brand? You mean separate from my business brand? Because my personal brand is me, my name, (laughs) SharonMorton.com. And it's, you know, it's my business brand as well. (laughs) Right. So who is Sharon? What is she about? What is important to her? We talked a little bit about it, but I want you to talk it within your personal brand. Like, how would you define your personal brand? What would be the definition of your personal brand? I would define it as a brand that puts my clients, my customers first. My priority is to ensure that I'm doing everything that they need to get their business and their brand to the next level of success. And so if that means running out to meet with them at 8 p.m., for an event that they had and their MC canceled at the last minute and I have to jump in as MC, which I've done before, then that's what I'll yes, do. Yes, I've seen you. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's what I'll do. And so I think my personal brand equals personal care. That's beautiful right there. I love that. That should be your motto for sure or your tagline. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, personal brand equals personal care. Exactly. Now, you know, I always ask people this and and you probably have a really good answer because you're in radio and I've been on TV. I always ask people, what is their fame story? Like think about a fame story. And I talk about fame story as an impact that you want to leave behind. So tell me a fame story that you've personally encountered. Well, I got into television I don't want to say on a fluke, but this news anchor was just starting this new show. And this was way back when the Iraq war started, which I think was back in 2003 or four or something like that. And he wanted a panel of leaders in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area to come and offer commentary this one time on the Iraq war. 
And so someone recommended me and I jumped at the chance, of course, because I've been wanting to be on television. But on the other hand, I was really, really nervous because it was my first time being on television in this capacity where I had to really know about the Iraq war. I had to do a lot of studying. And so when I got there to the station, there were two old white guys there who were on the panel and the anchor was a white guy. So I was the only woman and the only person of color. And these guys were at least 20 years my senior. And so I was like, oh my God, I cannot make a fool of myself. You know, this was an ABC7 news affiliate. So there were at least three or four million viewers. And then sometimes as a woman, you feel like I have to do well for women. I have to represent women. And then sometimes as a person of color, you say to yourself, I have to represent my race as well. And so we go on the air and it's just wonderful. I mean, with the synergy is there. We all agreed to disagree, but it was wonderful. The phones started ringing off the hook. Viewers were calling saying, who is that black woman? Bring her back. <laughs> and so that one time stint as a political commentator turned into 14 years. I, we just kept coming back. The panel just worked. And then we became friends. We're still friends to this day, me and these three old white guys. <laughs> so, And it made me really, I want to say famous in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area because people would see me in the grocery store. Hey, I love what you said. Keep up the good work. <laughs> and then I started getting more speaking gigs and just more opportunities. And then once the show was canceled, 14 years later, as I mentioned, Sirius XM radio, that opportunity came around. So I would say that was my claim to local fame. Yes, which is a pretty amazing. You know, I think a lot of people always ask me, how do I start? Do I start at the national level? I always tell people, start at the local level, right? That's where you got to kind of start. And once you're known in your local level, you can kind of get to be known other places. But it's always important to start at the local level because you get a lot of feedback and understanding and you can modify and address and change your perspective or the focus or whatever that is. So I think starting at the local level is always really good. Yeah. And for me, that local level equaled 3 million people. So that was more than enough. I mean... <laughs> That was almost too many for me my first <laughs> right, time out. Right. I was so nervous, but I realized that's another thing I tell my clients. Even if you're nervous on the inside, you can't show it on the outside. You have to come across as being credible and having authority in your field because there's so many people watching. And if you can come across as a credible person, especially just being on television gives you credibility. But if you come across as an expert in your field, then you're going to have so many more opportunities. Yeah, I remember the first time I was on TV, I was doing this fashion thing here and I was so nervous. I mean, I think it came across as I was nervous. But then after a few, I think I got kind of used to it a little bit more. But the first time is really scary, <laughs> I have to say. We thank our sponsor, BespokeBranding.io. Tailored branding to reach your ideal client. Gain a deeper level of understanding to empower your brand and purpose and rule the market. 
We know what it's like to journey from a place of feeling overwhelmed and undervalued to being powerful, understood, and authentic. Your brand identity allows you to live your purpose. The Brand Therapist has 20 years of branding and design experience, has transformed billion-dollar brands, and has eight-plus years of guiding women entrepreneurs to realize their potential. I invite you to take the brand quiz, and you can find it at www.bespokebranding.io. Let me ask you this. What is your greatest fear? Oh, my greatest fear is failure. I think that's almost everyone's greatest fear. But at the same time, failure for me just pushes me to excel harder, to work harder, to learn from my mistakes. Now, when I was younger, I didn't handle failure well. But of course, as we get older, there's wisdom. You've been out there. You know what to expect. You know what is expected. And you just realize that failure is just another opportunity to start again. You get another chance. Like every day you get another chance. And usually in life, there are not many second chances. But when you fail, usually there is or there are. Right. So tell me a time when you felt you were holding back from something bigger. Almost every day. I feel that way. Because I have to say that sometimes I may even know there's something bigger down the road, but I'm afraid because I'm like, I have so much on my plate. Do I want to take on that something bigger? You know, and if I take it on, will I fail at doing it because I am juggling too much? Or what can I take off my plate? And when I take it off, I don't fall down and fail from doing that. So it's like every day I'm trying to figure out in my head, okay, what should I do? Should I keep inching toward that something bigger or should I stay put and just make what I'm working with bigger? I think all entrepreneurs have these questions and it's like trying to navigate a minefield. Okay, do I go this way or that way? How high do I jump over this one? And I don't care how successful you get, you are going to really still have questions. You're going to second guess yourself. And that's why it's so important to be in organizations like we're in Women Elevating Women and other organizations like My Black Door Society, where we can talk to other women who've been down this path already, who've experienced what we are currently experiencing. And they they can give us some feedback, kind of serve as mentors to help us navigate those landmines. So what would you say are your three lessons learned in your lifetime? Overall, I would say never burn bridges. I learned the hard way when I was younger and I teach my children now, do not burn bridges because you never know if you're going to know or need that person later or who that person knows or likes And because you burned that bridge, you may have burned the bridge with not just that person, but that person's friends and family. So that's really important. Another lesson learned is you have to have a mentor. I don't care how young or old you are, really two or three mentors in different industries that can help you navigate, especially if you're an entrepreneur, but just navigate life. This thing called life is no easy feat. It's no crystal stare, as Langston Hughes would say. The young people say, life be lifing. 
And it does. It really, <laughs> so you really need someone to help you navigate all aspects of life. And usually it's a person that's older and has been through what you've already been through. And the third thing I would say is don't estimate the power of power networking. There's a difference between what I call shallow networking and power networking. So shallow networking is where you're just going out, collecting business cards, smiling, eating chicken, and you go on about your business. You put the cards down, the business cards somewhere and they collect dust. You don't look at them again. Power networking is where you place yourself in rooms of powerful people that can change your trajectory. And you will never forget them or ever not want to follow up with them. And they will literally change your life, personal life, business life. And so those three things is what I always tell my clients. I love that. I mean, it's so true. You know, we were just at WPO Women's President Organization and I got home the next day and wrote every single person that I had connected with because I was like, these were some amazing, powerful women. And I had never done that before, actually. I've always, like you said, I've always kept the business cards, put them on my desk and never really did anything with them. But this time I felt, oh, wow, this was pretty amazing. So I have to follow up and see if I can meet and talk to them a little bit more. On that note, where do you see yourself in the next five or 10 years? Sunbathing on a yacht. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's where I see myself in five years. <laughs> Sunbathing on a yacht. So I'm brown now. I'll be, you know, as black as the bottom of my shoe if I have my way, because I will be sailing down the Amalfi Coast or somebody's coast in a fabulous string bikini that I've never worn in my life, but I will wear <laughs> at 58 years of age sipping on something cool with a piece of fruit on the rim and enjoying life. That's where I'll be. <laughs> oh, I love that. Nobody's ever said that on the show. I love that. They're always thinking like, well, you know, in my business and my, but I love that. Like you're going to be in the amount. Well, please call me and invite me invite to, a, to one of the dinners. So. <laughs> You'll join me, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I always ask my guests, where can people find you? Where do you like to hang out on social? What's your favorite platform? My favorite platform is Facebook. My daughters say, Mom, Facebook is for old people. Well, yeah, hello, I'm old. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook at Sharon Morton. And my name has so many letters in it. I'm so sorry, Yamilka. I, I still fuss at my mother for throwing all of these letters in my name, but it's Sharon, S-H-A-R-R-A-R-N-E. And I think you can see it, the video portion of this uh, broadcast. But it's, yeah, Sharon Morton. And I'm SharonMorton.com. And you can find me on Instagram as well, Sharon Morton. At Sharon or underscore Morton, excuse me. There's no other Sharon that spells their name like this in the world. So if you Google me, it'll all come up. <laughs> they will find you. I love that. 
Well, Sharon, I'm so grateful to have had you as a guest on the Brand Therapist Podcast. You're amazing. I know you do much more than what you just said on here. <laughs> Actually, we have to talk about a few things. Okay. So thank you. Thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And I can't wait to see you in September at uh, the Woo Conference. Exactly. We'll be there and we'll be sipping our, <laughs> not at the Amalfi Coast, right. but we'll be sipping on something right. uh, at the beautiful hotel there. So I am sure we will. Okay. Well, thank you everybody for listening to the Brand Therapist Podcast and I'll see you on the next show. Thank you for listening to the Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you would like to connect on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding or BespokeBranding.io. And if you would like to do the brand character quiz, go to BespokeBranding.io and click on Brand Quiz. Or you can email me at Yamoka at Yamoka.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.